Day weekend coming up this weekend, obviously. One of the biggest weekends of the year. One of the weekends that officially kind of kicks off summer. It's that transition from warm spring to it only gets hotter at night summer. It's the time when you get a four-day weekend. You get sunburned. You go to the beach for maybe the first time. If you have kids, they're getting out of school in like a month. That's going to stress you the fuck out for the whole summer. The weather's nine times out of ten gorgeous, except for I think last year it kind of sucked. The year before that, I think we still had COVID. But overall, Memorial Day weekend is one of the best weekends of the calendar year. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Everyone's in a good mood because they know the grass is about to get greener on the other side of summer. Can't forget, though, what Memorial Day is all about. So it's not just about thanking the veterans or it's in the name Memorials. I guess it is about remembering the people that have died in the line of duty that obviously aren't here anymore. So you can thank a veteran. You should thank your veterans every day. Shout out to all the veterans out there. But it's not a uh, it's not the proper holiday for that. That's Armed Forces Day. Maybe even Veterans Day if you want to get crazy. But a um, little history on Memorial Day. It used to be called Decoration Day and originated after the American Civil War, to commemorate the Union and the Confederate soldiers who died in the Civil War. So, Civil War, Abraham Lincoln ended slavery. We got Memorial Day weekend. Make some noise. It is the day, though, to go to these memorials that are usually dedicated to someone that's dead. I don't know if they even have memorials for people that are alive. That's kind of a weird thing if they did. But it is tradition to fly the American flag half-mast on half staff on memorial day itself from dawn until noon just to commemorate those who we have lost for those of you that don't know flying the flag at half staff is a show of respect for someone that died in the line of duty or an important figure that died that was important to military operations but enough of the sob story we're gonna lighten the mood a little bit and we're gonna swing right into what life is like being in the military Kind of how you get started in it. I really haven't really thought this segment out at all, but we're going to let it rip off the fly. So let's just say you're thinking about joining the military. Uh, I can vouch for the Air Force experience. I'm pretty sure joining the military in other branches is very similar because we are all stuck in this one hospital. But we're going to get to that in a second. So let's just say you want to join the Air Force, right? You're like, hey, I want to join the Air Force now. And this is for active duty, the guard, and the reserve. Similar process. You end up at the same place, but you go to your respective unit after that. And you get handled from there. But we're going to say for active duty, this is what's going on. You want to join the military, and you're like, hey, Air Force is looking good. Let's fucking do this thing. You call your recruiter. You Google it, local recruiter in the area. And they're like, all right, come down. Schedule an appointment. Let's do this fucking thing. Or you can just walk in. There's always a recruiter in there somewhere doing something. Probably have to put their feet up. Who knows? But it's their job to get you in the military. Their job is not to turn you away. Um, The whole point of the military, not the whole point, but the difference between our country and other countries is that our military service isn't mandatory to be a citizen or to live here. Other countries, you have to do a minimum of a year, two years, some are four. Russia, it's indefinite. China, it's whenever. Um, 
We have the freedom to either join the military or not join the military unless you get drafted, but that's a whole other discussion. We have the freedom to join. So the recruiter has to recruit and get people to join and sell you on the idea. So the recruiter is going to hit you with, this is the best decision you're ever going to make. It's going to change your life. It's going to be the best thing ever. Here's all the benefits. Here's all the perks. The Air Force, they're going to be, here's all the beautiful women because Air Force has the most beautiful women, I think, in the Air Force, in the military. So shout out to them and all the other females in the military. And you're going to ask questions, basic questions like, can I go home? Do I get to go home? Are we going to die? And the guy's going to, he's sitting there. He already knows he's got you. Like, he, this is his job. He's like, he's answered that question a million times. He's like, oh, not really, but it is, an, it is a risk. But here's all the shiny benefits you still get. Starts giving you the, you know, everything on a silver platter. So at that point, he's already in sales mode. He's pushing it, he's pushing it. And you're like, I'm doing it. Let's do this. And it's not like you sign up and you leave the next day. There is a little bit of a process that you have to follow after that. Um, a lot of things they got to check first. So I think the process has changed a little bit in regards to your health. But for the most part, as long as you don't have anything that's severely debilitating, like a lost limb or um, anything that's going to prevent you from doing military activities, you can pretty much get a waiver for anything. So don't think just because you have ADHD or if you have you know, back pain or something, they'll deny you. There's usually a way around it. And they usually, and the recruiter's job is to help you find every avenue to get you in. Because if you get in, he gets a little notch on his belt. He gets a little bump in his promotion statement. Uh, they hit their quota and they keep going. However, if you lie about something on there, if you say, I don't have ADHD, and then you go to basic training or anytime in the future of your military training, and they come to find out you had ADHD, the entire time and you test positive for Ritalin or whatever the fuck Adderall and you're like, Oh, I've had this since I was 10. Like, did you tell the recruiter? No, I didn't. You're out. Sorry. Come again. You know? Um, so it's better to be upfront with them and tell them, here's what I'm dealing with. And if it's something that can be, most things can, can be wavered to let you in. But if you're lying about it, it looks like you're trying to cover it up and it's a bad look. We don't want liars kind of thing. So you get through that initial, fill out this, it's a big ass packet, you fill it out and they're like, all right, here's what you need to do. They're going to put you on a scale. They're going to say, you need to lose X amount of weight. How quick can you do it? The the government guideline, the DOD guideline is you have to lose two pounds a week for, you lose two pounds a week on a certain diet and they calculate that out. They're like, all right, you need to lose 10 pounds. That's going to be five weeks. So we're going to schedule your it's called, uh, where the hell do you go? The one in New York is Fort Hamilton. It's right under the bridge. MEPS, that's what it is. Military Entrance Processing Center or something like that. Um, yeah, so you'll go there. So before you even go there, he's like, all right, you need to lose 10 pounds. He's going to say, come back in six weeks. And you're going to be like, well, the math doesn't add up. Six weeks is too long if I lose two pounds a week. They're making sure you're going to be well under that weight. They want you under by about 10, at least 10 pounds. If you're on the heavier side, they're going to be like, make sure you lose 15. And they won't send you to MEPS before you lose that weight. Because if you go to there, and this happened to me when I was trying to join the guard, I went there, I was overweight by like five pounds. And they're like, come back in four weeks or some shit. In that four week time, I changed my mind and I went active duty. But if it was someone else, 
And they're like, fuck that. I'm not losing any more weight. I just lost fucking 30 pounds. I'm done. And then they can just not go to the military anymore. So the recruiter is going to be inclined to make sure you lose all that weight. And he's also going to make you come in every week and make sure you're losing weight and make sure you're working out. They're going to schedule you workouts to work out with either them. You work out with the recruiters or they're going to send you to fucking like a like a YMCA class. That didn't happen to me, but I know people that are like, yo, they made me run with like other recruits from other branches and like they schedule these workouts and stuff and they're going to beat the hell out of you because they want to see how far they can push you and they want you to lose weight so they get their quota so once you so let's just say you meet all these check boxes right and you're doing paperwork the whole time you're sending in your transcripts you're sending in reference letters your mom's probably going to want to come and visit or your father your dad's going to come and visit and ask a million questions mostly is my son going to die or is my daughter going to die is the main one um and they're going to feel them out they're going to be like you know, what What should we expect? Like, what's realistic? What's not? Where is he going to be stationed? Um, stuff like that. But that's all stuff you don't even know yet. And the recruiter says, if the recruiter says he knows this, he's fucking lying to you. So he's full of shit. Backtracking a little bit, if you haven't taken your ASVAB yet, most people take it in high school. I don't think it's mandatory anymore. It used to be. But let's say you, don't, you haven't taken your ASVAB yet. He's going to schedule your ASVAB before your MEPS visit. Or I know people that have done it at MEPS, that's a whole fucking, that's a stress ball, if it were me. I retook my ASVAB because I did remember, take, I took it in high school, I think. I took it somewhere. And it's mostly just like an IQ test. It's not the hardest thing in the world. And they take that score, you get your grade back like right away. They take that score, they plug it into the little computer, and they say, all right, you qualify for all these jobs. And they give you a list of jobs. The higher you score, the more jobs are available. The lower you score, the less jobs are available. And the lower you score, the less desirable jobs are available. If you are a dunce and you're getting a, you're getting the minimum. The Air Force minimum is a 15 or a 50, sorry, a 50 out of like 120, I think. If you're getting that minimum, good fucking luck. You're going to be touching shit with your hands. You're going to be doing a job no one wants to do. You can also, you can retrain out of it once you're in the military, but that's, again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So they say that you get an 85 and they're like, you qualify for all these jobs. 85 is usually... You qualify for almost every job. And you're like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. They make you pick five. And then from there, they send back a list. They send that in, comes back, and they're like, here are the five you're going to be. It could be any one of these five. We don't know exactly which one yet. What do you want to do? Do you want to leave like immediately, as in within the next month or two? Or do you want to wait for a specific job? Because you can be like, I don't want to do anything else other than this one job that I qualified for. And then they're going to be like, all right, well, you have to wait. It could, it could be right away. It could be six months. could be a year. Their goal is to get you out the door because a lot can happen in that time. You could break a leg. You can do drugs. You know what I mean? So they're inclined to be like, no, pick a job. We're going to leave. And you set a timetable. So my job, my original job coming in the Air Force was air traffic control. That's the job I wanted to do. I wanted to do it in the civilian world. And I wanted to do it when I knew I was joining the military. Qualified for it. Got picked up for it. And they said, the next ATC unit doesn't ship out until three months. Pretty much, can you not get in trouble, get arrested, anything like that for the next three months? I'm like, yeah, totally. In that three-month time frame, I'm still meeting with the recruiter every week. I'm still doing paperwork. I'm just double-checking things at this point, making sure, like, and he's making sure or she's making sure everything's right. Like, you got the right transcripts in. Everything's getting loaded in. Um, and then you go to MEPS, and they're like, all right, you have to take these Pretty much it's like a big ass doctor's visit and there's everyone that's joining the military in the area 
And New York is a big fucking area. So there's New, New York, New Jersey, there's upstate New York, there's Long Island. It's it's everybody. So it places packed. Imagine the chaos that's going on in there. And you kind of you get funneled into your branch. You're like, all right, the Air Force people over here, the Mill Marines over here, and you all do similar tests, but some of them are a little different, little different standards. And it's a full day. You're there for like 10, 12 hours. Like it's a it's a it's a grind. And you get weighed. They take your blood, take a piss test. Um, they make you duck walk. So I can't even, I mean, I can still duck walk, but it's pretty much you're walking as if you're in the catcher's position, like a baseball catcher's position. And you got to walk like 10 feet forward and then backwards. And they're checking to make sure your hip isn't like popping or pretty much are you coordinated and there's nothing like that's giving out. And do you have like all your toes? Do you have all your fingers? And then that's where they bring in your old medical record that you turned in to your recruiter and they're like oh we heard you had this surgery when you were seven eight whatever 12 how's that going and you're like oh yeah here's what happened it's completely healed you know like it's it is it's fine and they're like all right cool um they usually sign off on it like he's cleared he's not cleared um if you get to that point already you should be cleared the only thing that'll stop you is if you lied on something and they find out like i know people that have flat feet aren't allowed in the military, but it's kind of how are they going to find out kind of thing. Um, if you get past that, you sign, you go downstairs or you go to the, the there's like another recruiter kind of, he's, I forgot what he's called, but that's where you sign your final paperwork. That's when they draw up a contract. <laughs> you're, you're cleared medically. You're, everything else is cleared. Here's your job title. You're leaving like on this date. So they give you the date you're shipping out, where you need to report, what time, and everything else from there. So you're like, all right, here it is. And you sign your contract. And that's not, I believe that's like 99% enforceable. I think there's still 1% chance you can just not show up to that date. But at that point, you're committed. You're going. You sat through all this shit. You went through this whole process. And then depending on when it is, the, the recruiter is going to be like, all right, so you're shipping out. I shipped out August 30th. So on the 28th or the 29th, he's like, you have to be in my office at like 8 a.m., with your bags packed and that's it. Like this is it, you know? So this was, I had, I think this was like May, April, May is when I signed. And they're like, you're leaving in August. So I had the whole summer, you know, parties and whatever, say goodbye and whatever. So did all that. And you still have to maintain your weight. You still have to keep your weight off and you still have to stay in shape. You still have to meet with a recruiter because again, things go wrong. And you really got to be mindful at this point that you don't want to get in trouble you don't want to break a bone. Um, you don't want to fuck around, basically. like It's going to cause problems. And at this point, the military has your ass. So if you get hurt, they're going to be like, well, you're hurt, but you can heal, and you're still coming to the military. So um, you're, you don't, you're not getting paid by them or anything at, at this point either. So you're not officially in. You haven't been sworn in yet, but you're, on, you're right there. So let's just say fast forward to the day of. You go to back to your recruiter's office. Usually your family comes, drops you off. You say your goodbyes, it's emotional, you know, it's, and you get in the car and that's the last time you're going to see your family for, if you go through the whole process, either two and a half months to a year, because you have to go to training right after that. So you get in the car, you drive and you're with, you might see this, you might be with a person that has been at your recruiting station, you might've seen them, or you might've seen them at MEPS when you're getting your medical stuff done. But for the most part, you're on your own. You have like your phone, you're kind of excited, kind of nervous, 92% nervous, 8% scared, or it could be 
92% scared, 8%, 8% nervous, but that's the whole beauty of it. It's like, you don't even know, like, what are we doing? You know, like, me, I was like, I was confident. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, this can't be that hard. Everyone has done it before me. Everyone that's done it before me hasn't died. It's going to suck, but you signed up for it kind of thing. So I'm like, let's fucking go, man. Let's fucking do this thing. So you drive back to the MEPS area, the MEPS station. Uh, they give you like a debit card. We got like, yeah, we had like a debit card. It was loaded with like $30 on it. Um, and that's all. The, and then you have to do like your final in processing. So like now they're taking like legit fingerprints, like not just like a little thumbprint. Like they're scanning your hands and shit to make sure you're the person that's supposed to be here. And they have your IDs. They have all everything. They give you this big ass envelope that's sealed. Once they figure out who you are and you cannot leave, <laughs> you cannot leave this area. Like you're in like this room and you're just waiting basically is all it is. And more people are coming in. Like people that are shipping out that day are also coming in. So like you're meeting new people from all over the place now and you're kind of all just sitting there. Like you're making friends. You're like, this is going to suck. This is cool. Like, you know, you start getting to know each other a little bit and then they're like, we're going to go to the hotel. It's right near the ho- right near the airport. And from there, you're going to get your rooms assigned and you're going to leave tomorrow morning. So I don't know how it is for everyone else, but my experience, bro, it was the hotel was fucking lit. I'm like, if this is what the Air Force is like, I'm going to have a good time. They had a buffet. They had video games. Everyone's fucking around. There was no like curfew. You can do whatever you want. As long as you made it to that bus at 6 a.m., like downstairs, you were good to go. At least that's what they told us. So we went back to my room and my man Rondell was with me. He's from Brooklyn and uh, both fucking nervous, but not like trying to tell him this dude's up. I'm awake. It's like two in the morning. Like you can't sleep. You're like, God damn, this is this is it. Like this is I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to be in the military. So little do they tell you. They don't tell you this part. You wake up the next day. You're getting fucking yelled at off the rip. You are getting yelled at. You're getting people pounding on the fucking door, but not like boot camp style. This isn't like boot camp yet, but they're just making sure you're up. You're getting out of that fucking room. They got the employees like opening doors like you're like, this is your first taste of like, holy shit, I just signed my life away type of <laughs> type of vibe where like they're just opening the door. There's no privacy or anything like they're get the fuck out kind of thing. So get downstairs. You have like 10 seconds to get on that bus. We're leaving and that's it. Like whatever is at the hotel is staying at the hotel. If you leave something, you're done. And I remember I asked, they're like, did you eat breakfast? And I was like, no, I'm going to go eat now. And they're like, no, the fuck you're not. I was like, I'll get like a glass of orange juice or something. And I remember I went to go walk back to get it and they fucking screamed. Like they were screaming at me and this other kid to get come back. So now you're on the bus and now you're a little shook. And like there's people crying already. And you're like, oh man, this is going to be the longest day of my fucking life. They bring you to the airport and it's kind of, it's a little chaotic. I got put in charge of like 10 other people. And they were like, here's a roster. If you lose anybody, call this number and tell them you lost them. That's it. I was like, really? And they're like, yep, see you later. And like, then you're just in an airport. And everyone has different flights too. So like my flight left at like 5 p.m. Or it was like 3 p.m. Other people's flights left at 11. Other people's flights left at like 7 p.m. Like, again, like chaotic. So everyone I was with on my team, we're all leaving on the same flight. So I'm keeping track of everybody. And we had to wait in the airport for like six hours. So we're sitting there and just waiting. And we have the little $30 meal card, which doesn't really get you much in the airport because airports are expensive. Waiting there and it's like, all right, you start making friends with some people. People are joking around. 
I remember there was one kid that was just not about it. It was like he was being forced to be there. He was not about it. And he did disappear for a little bit. And it was about an hour and a half where I was like, where the fuck is this kid? I called that number and they're like, all right, we'll find him. Like, it was like, all right, see you later. Like, it was like, good, thanks for calling. And I was expecting, like, to get yelled at or something. And it was like, all right, whatever. He ends up getting on the plane. I don't know where he went. I found out later he actually went to go smoke, like, a pack of cigarettes. Because you can't bring cigarettes. You can't bring anything, really. Um, And you're on the plane from New York to Texas. And the, the flight was actually pretty good. It was empty. I had a whole row to myself watching a movie. Um... We had free Wi-Fi, which was cool. It's a commercial jet. Like, it was like JetBlue or some shit. So, like, you're just going, getting a little closer, getting a little closer, and you're like, it's going to fucking suck. It starts kicking in, and you're like, fuck, what the fuck did I just do? What did I do? As soon as that plane lands and you that, that door opens and you're walking to the, through the airport, you see a sign saying Air Force personnel this way, Air Force tra- basic trainees this way is what it says. And I saw a bathroom. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. I got to, I got to. I got to mentally prepare for this shit. So I went in the bathroom and there's like three, there's like, there's like three, three kids already in there and like more piling in. People are throwing up. People are crying. They're like, this is fucking miserable. Can I get out of this? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like I get my, at this point, your my team's already like, I don't need to worry about them anymore. So I'm like, let's fucking do this. So I get out there. I have my headphones in still. And I hear, take those headphones out of your fucking head. And I'm like, oh my God. And there's, now I'm seeing the military uniforms. I'm seeing the campaign hat, like the cowboy hat they wear. And they're screaming. And there's about 500 people in front of me screaming, sit the fuck down. And people are like sitting in like their own chairs. He's like two to a chair, shoulder to shoulder, no talking. And like mayhem. You have this big yellow folder on you still that when they, they hand it to you, turn your folders in or like. No, you have to hold it against your chest. So they're telling you, hold it against your chest so you don't lose it. Because this had every document ever in it, apparently. And it did. It had, like, your birth certificate, all this shit in it. And you're sitting there. And every time someone talked, they got screamed at. And it's like, what the fuck? And it's late. Like, this is, like, 11 p.m. And we're waiting. A bus, Buses start pulling up, like, school buses. And it's like, get in fucking line. Like, you're on this person's heels in front of you. Look forward. Screaming. I'm talking full-on screaming screaming and this is the first time i'm getting screamed at so i'm like oh my god this is and like i'm tired i didn't sleep the night before i'm hungry i haven't eaten shit and i'm miserable it's hot as all fuck in texas we get on this bus it's dead silent you can hear a pin drop how silent this fucking thing is one of the mtis the military training instructors what we call them in the air force or a drill instructor in other branches but mti comes on she's like you will not get off this bus again shut up no talking if you have anyone to call now is the time because you're gonna have to turn your phone off in about 25 minutes so people are fucking again freaking out they're crying on the way there though kind of there was like a there was like an elation period where like all right we know this is gonna suck i think everybody had kind of had the same vibe like there's no getting out of this now like we're in it time to just suck it up like buckle down and as you're getting closer I don't know if anyone's ever been to an Air Force base, but as you start getting closer, it starts getting a little weird. You start seeing a lot of lights. There's more guns around. You go through this gate, and now you're on an Air Force base, and it's like, welcome to the Air, the gateway to the Air Force. And you're like, ah, shit. Pulls up to this big-ass building. It's like 1 in the morning, and they're waiting. There's just, you see the hats, the silhouette of these hats that they wear, the cowboy hats. 
and you're like, oh, fuck. You see the bus in front of you. You can hear them getting yelled at already. And you, the people that are getting off ahead of you, they're getting yelled at. And you're like, here it comes. And good thing, this is a recruiter tip. And I don't know if it's still like this, but the tip the recruiter gave us was, if you want to be with the people that you came, like if you made friends in this short two-day period and you want to stay with them, hand in your yellow envelopes together. Like when you go, like stay with each other the whole time and they'll lump you in together. So we're like, all right, that sounds like a great idea. So we, we did that. We made like, there was like 11 of us and we all were all from New York and we stuck together and it ended up working out. We all got in the same, the same flight. But before all that even happened, this is full on, turn your fucking phone off, get your ass out of the seat, move, 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 move. Now stop talking. Like, are you dumb? Did you not hear me? Like I'm talking in your face, right, right in the grill. Like you couldn't get any closer. And at that point, you already know, like, there's all hope is lost. You have no idea what you're doing. Like, there's nothing you're going about to do is going to be right. You just have to accept you're going to get yelled at and suck it up. So you walk into this big building, turn your envelopes in here now, this way. You have to turn them a certain way. If you do it wrong, you get fucking screamed at. They ask you, are you stupid? Did you not hear directions? You can't, you're not going to make it in my Air Force type of thing. And you go and you still have to piss. Like, you haven't peed yet. Now you're nervous. Your heart's going. You're tired. Million things going on. They're making you dump all the liquid you have out. They're checking bags. <laughs> like it's fucking chaos. And then you go to this big ass auditorium and then it's sit down and shut the fuck up. It's basically all it is. Here's a bag and they give you a bag lunch. It's like ham and cheese and like an apple and a small ass water bottle. And then they're calling people up one at a time. And there's a thousand people now, but more people are filing in and like, you kind of want to tell them, like, don't fuck up because you're going to get yelled at. And then they get yelled at and it kind of just becomes like a that's the first taste of like military humor where you see someone else getting yelled at and you start laughing a little bit because you're like, what a fucking dumbass!" And then you get yelled at and round and around we go. And like every now and then they're like, who has to go to the bathroom? If you don't go now, you're not going to go for another hour. So like everyone gets up and like too many fucking people like sit the fuck back down. And they're trying to like right away instill in you. You have to take care of the person next to you kind of thing. Like, wait your turn. So you end up sitting in this auditorium. They're calling you up and you're signing your name. They're checking your ID. And they're like, you're on. My flight was flight 707. And like 707 over here. Stand over there. Your flight's leaving. And you're getting your first date. This is now it's like two in the morning. This This whole process, everything is taking hours to do. This isn't a quick process at all. So... You get with your flight for the first time. You're all getting yelled at and you meet your MTI. And this is like your first encounter of your MTI. And your MTI is going to be the person and there's three of them. But you're only with one of them usually at the same time. There's never two of them for the most part. You're meeting this person for the first time and he or she is fucking livid. They they are. They're screaming at you. And you have no idea how to. No one knows how to march yet. Mind you, no one's ever marched. Maybe some blowhards learned how to do it in like junior ROTC or something. But like no one knows how to march. And even if you did, there were some people who go, I know how to march. And he's like, prove it. Gives them a command. They fuck it up. Now get the fuck back there. Like, so the best option at this point was to just lay low. Don't raise your hand for shit. And like, we're going to size you up. And it's like, I don't know what that means. But if you're taller than the person in front of you, tap them on the shoulder and move forward. So everyone's facing to their right. And you do that. And then you face forward again and you do it again. So the whole trick is that everyone is t- everyone that's taller is to the front and to the right. That's how it's supposed to be designed. For some reason, I couldn't gauge how tall people were. And I didn't realize I was the tallest person. So like, I'm getting yelled at. 
tap the person in front of you. Do you not see that you're taller than them? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And like, I'm trying to keep my head down and not get fucking yelled at. But now I tap the person. Do you not see how tall you are? You're taller than this person too. Tap him. Tap him. Go ahead. And I'm, now I'm in the front. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Like, I'm right in the front. Like, I'm the tallest person. I'm in the front. I'm like, this is a nightmare. I'm sweaty. I'm wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. I hate wearing jeans. And they're like, all right, so who thinks they know how to march? Like, some people raise their hand. Thank God I never learned how to march because I would have raised my hand like a piece of shit. These people had to be flight leaders now. So now they're in the front. They're in front of me. And I'm like, dumbasses. Like, you just fucking, they're getting screamed at. Now we have to march. No one's ever marched. I never heard of cadence. I don't know what the fuck anything is. So we're going, we're getting yelled at. We have to walk three miles to our fucking dorm room. Mind you, it's Texas. It's like 85 degrees in the middle of the night. And we finally get there. And it's basically, we had to fill out like a little index card with your name, phone number, your mom's name, phone number, where you're from. There was like some basic shit on there. And then they gave you like a number. Like, here's your number. I was number like 11, I think. And that's like my roster number. So like every time they were trying to look for somebody... You'd count off, and whoever skipped, we knew they weren't there. Um, so I was like number 11, I think. And again, it's like 3 in the morning at this point. And he's like, we're going to rearrange this tomorrow, but everyone go grab a fucking bed. So the kid Rondell I was with earlier from the hotel, he's in our flight. And then there's like two twins that we're all friends now, and we're all hanging out. And we're like, all right, let's just sleep near each other. Like, just to make sure, like, I got your back, you got mine type of shit. We have no idea when we're going to get woken up. We just get told sleep, like lights go off, sleep. You can hear people whispering, crying, whimpering, just overall not having fun. People are going to the bathroom and terrified they're going to get yelled at. And it's just, it's sweaty. It smells like you're in a room with 50 strangers. It's fucking mayhem. And then you fall asleep for like, I I slept. So we're going to end it after this little section because then I'm going to get into what basic training is actually like. But... On the next on the next episode, tuning back in, um, so you we start sleeping, and I'm thinking in my head like they're gonna wake us up in like an hour. Like this is all psychological. Like they're gonna tell us to sleep, and as soon as they notice we're sleeping, we're fucked. So I'm not sleeping at all. And there's it's called EC entry control. They're not officers or anything, but they're called EC entry control people, entry controllers, and they're they've been in basic training for like six weeks already, and they're coming back to to watch us sleep because they, they're so far ahead that we don't know what we're doing. So they're watching us to make sure we're okay. And if we have an issue, we tell them and they help out. So like they're walking around and they're like, don't worry, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It gets easier. Just shut the fuck up and go to sleep. Like just lay down, close your eyes. Like you'll sleep. It's fine. People are like, can I brush my teeth? Like, and it, like I wanted to brush my teeth too. I wanted water. I want to take a shower, you know, like I'm fucking disgusting, but like I'm not asking these people questions. I'm just trying to sleep, like get any amount of sleep I can. Next thing I know, we wake up, it's 11 a.m. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it felt like a, it felt like the day before was a, was a dream. And now I'm woken up in this weird-ass place. And I'm like, why is it 11 a.m.? But, like, I see, I look around and people are kind of awake, too. And I'm like, so everyone's awake. I'm like, why are we not getting yelled at yet? And we'll end it there. And you'll see what happens next when you tune in next time. Uh, next podcast, or at least this part of the story... Won't be until after Memorial Day, maybe Monday night or Tuesday. Um, I'm traveling back to New York to spend time with the family, go to the beach and shit, and, you know, hang out. So I won't be in the studio. 
recording. Maybe I'll do it off my laptop. Who knows? But I don't think it's going to be continuing. So this, you're going to have to tune in next week to get Life in the Military Part Deuce. Uh, and yeah, so I'll tell you what happens starting at 11 a.m. on the first day of basic training, and we'll go from there. So with that being said, hopefully everyone has a good Memorial Day. Like I said in the beginning, it's about the people that have died in the line of duty. Um, it's not really, you can thank a veteran, you can thank a military member. If you come up and thank me, I'm cool with it. Um, but for the most part, it's for the people that have already passed. Uh, it's, it's in remembrance of them. And the best way to remember that is to have a good time and um, turn up, basically. You know, you got the freedom to do it. Exercise that freedom. If you have to work, I'm sorry about that. I've worked every Memorial Day since I've been in the military. This is my first Memorial Day weekend off in about seven years. So I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you guys stay safe. Have fun. And as presidents like to say when they sign off on a speech is, They say, God bless you, and God bless this, the United States of America.